1: I'm Dr. Lori Hess, Director of Pet Health and Nutrition at Zupreme, and you're listening today to podcast number 32. Today we're going to talk about a really important topic if you have a bird, and that's picking the right cage. This is something I talk about quite a bit uh, as an avian veterinarian, because of course we can't have our birds stay healthy and happy if they don't have the right place to live. So picking the right cage is a really important thing to consider if you are getting a new bird or if you have a bird and you're thinking of upgrading, there are some things you certainly should consider. First of all, what's the right size for the type of bird that you have? And really the rule of thumb with cages and birds is the bigger the better. Uh, Birds really, really like to have space. They like to move around. We know that in the wild, they fly. Um, It's really hard when they're in a small, enclosed space for them to fly around. So the larger the cage, the better. Um, And if you have more than one bird in a cage, you really need double that amount of size. Most large parrots are housed alone, but if you have uh, littler birds, smaller birds like finches or canaries, sometimes they are housed together. So you do have to consider that you need as much space as possible. This is sometimes a hard thing to do if you live in an apartment or a small home, but just realize that the birds need to be able to stretch out their wings, um, at least double the width of their stretching out their wings. So if you have, say, a macaw, um, you don't want that bird to be able to stretch out his wings and then have his wing tips touch the sides of the cage. You really want a lot of space around them. So if they stretch their wings out, you want at least the double amount of size that they're reaching out to when they reach their wings out like that, which can be really hard if you have, say, a hyacinth macaw, something very, very large. So really, before you even get that bird, you have to consider, do you have enough space in your home to house that bird properly? So there are different size cages obviously for different size birds. Um, One just general rule of thumb is that birds like corners. So while Uh, curved cages or round cages are really attractive to us. They're aesthetically pleasing Um, to our eyes. uh, They're really not generally a favorite of birds. Birds like to grab and hold on with their feet, um, hide in corners, move into corners, um, and that's really impossible with a round cage. So I don't generally recommend round cages. I like square cages or rectangular cages, cages that have sort of corners and hiding places and edges for birds. The other thing to think about um, is, do you get a more vertical cage or do you get a more horizontal cage? In general, um, most cages are built more vertically, but if you have lots of little birds like finches or canaries, um, you know, multiple parakeets in a cage, you do want them to be able to spread out horizontally as well. So those are just some general shapes uh, to consider and sizes to consider. The other big thing that you need to think about when you're getting a bird cage is bar spacing. Um, It's not something we always think about, but you obviously don't want the bar spacing to be so wide that a bird can escape. Obviously you would not put a, a canary or a finch or a parakeet, a smaller bird like that into a larger parrot's cage because they would just be able to escape between the bars of the. And that's something obviously you don't want to happen, but you do have to think about things like bar spacing in terms of the size of the bird's head or feet. Um, You don't want to get a a cage where uh, the bird might be able to slip his head between the bars and get caught. So there are all kinds of rules out there for bar spacing. Really my, my best advice is to really look at your bird and think how big is this bird's head size and make sure that the bar spacing is narrower than the head size of your bird so that the bird can't slip his head in between the bars and get caught. The same thing being true of, say, his foot. Um, You don't want such a narrow bar spacing though that the bird really slips his foot into uh, the space between the bars and gets caught that way too. So it's just something to really consider. You have to look at your bird, think about what kind of bird you have, um, and think about the spacing between the bars. The other thing is that birds really do like vertical bars. Um, Some cages have vertical bars and horizontal bars, and that's great because it gives a bird a chance to grab on both vertically and horizontally and move with their toes and hold on in different ways. You really don't want a cage that's all just horizontal bars with no vertical uh, ability to grasp like that so again looking at not only the spacing of the bars but what direction they're facing I definitely recommend having some vertical vertical bars going up and down like that so the birds can grasp um, in a both vertical and horizontal way when they're moving around their cage I am um, a big fan of stainless steel caging. I think it's great because it's easier to keep clean. There are a lot of surfaces out there, uh, finishes on cages, and you do have to be careful uh, of what kind of finish you choose on your cage. There used to be um, a problem with some of the powder-coated cages, the painted cages that you see. They come in all different kinds of colors, which is nice because we like to have our cages match our furniture in our homes, but some of the older cages had zinc. Uh, in the powder coating um, and that could be toxic to birds if it chips off um, or they bite at it or they get a little bit in their mouth. so you have to really really be careful not to um, bring into your home an old cage that's powder coated that potentially might have zinc Um, You can get, there are some safe powder coated cages these days, but those are some of the newer cages. If you are worried um, about powder coating in cages, as I said, stainless steel is the way to go. Um, It's really, really easy to keep clean. Um, It lasts forever because it doesn't chip, it doesn't scratch, uh, and it really can look very, very nice in your home. So um, those are things to think about in terms of coating. If you do have an older cage and you are concerned that uh, it might have zinc or any other heavy metal that could be toxic to your birds in the finish, you can test that. You can just take a little razor blade and chip off a little piece in a, a place you know, that your bird probably is not going to access easily, maybe um, up at a corner or uh, on the outer surface of the cage. And there are laboratories that you can send that little chipped piece of uh, coating to to test for common metals like zinc and lead. Those are the two that we really worry about the most in terms of old cages. Um, Certainly, if you find that in your bird's cage, you want to replace it. You want to get rid of that cage right away because we do see quite a bit of toxicity with birds that, you know, even if they're just grabbing onto the cage to climb around using their beak to grab it um, and move around in, they can ingest little pieces of metal and and become toxic like that. So that is something you wanna be sure of. If you're thinking of getting a cage that's been used before, um, a lot of people sell cages on eBay, um, on Craigslist, there's nothing wrong with that as long as you really do your homework. You really do have to make sure that um, you check out the cage as best you can, which if you're buying a cage off the internet can be very difficult. You want to get pictures of that cage, not just a single picture, but pictures from you know, the inside, the outside, the top, the bottom, um, as much information about that cage as possible to make sure it isn't chipping or it's not rusted, um, it's not falling apart. You know, it's hard to tell obviously if you're looking at a picture how stable a cage is, but you really want to do your homework and do the best you can to assess that cage and make sure it's safe for your bird. Um, You want to consider, you know, what is the cage standing on? Um, You can buy cages, and it's very helpful if you have a big bird with lots of stuff, you know, bags of food, uh, bags of pellets, toys, uh, perches. You can buy cages that come on a stand that have some storage space beneath them, and that's really terrific if you have room in your house for that. Some people don't, and some people have small birds, and there are plenty of cages that are just the cage that fit on a tabletop. Um, or you know some kind of flat top shelf or something like that but you just want to again think about you know where is this cage going to fit in do you need that storage space for your birds uh, toys and uh, other accoutrements Um, and that's something you should consider too if you're getting a cage Um, another thing to think about if you're getting uh, a cage off the internet or buying a used cage if you happen to go to a tag sale or something like that is you know is this something that you can safely clean obviously if there's been a bird in the cage before and you don't know anything about that bird, you do want to be concerned about disease um, and you want to be able to really really scrub out that cage and disinfect it. If it has a lot of rust or if it has a lot of wear it's often very hard to get into all those little cracks and crevices and worn spots and thoroughly clean it and you really do want to be sure you thoroughly disinfect a cage before you um, put your bird, uh, your healthy bird, into a cage if you don't know you know what was in the cage before before if the bird that was in before it perhaps had an illness and passed away from the illness so Um, and you do want to thoroughly disinfect the cage, ideally you use dilute bleach. Um, You can use a one to 10 solution of dilute bleach and spray spray that uh, dilute bleach all over the cage, let it sit there for a good 10, 15 minutes, and then wash it all out. Um, If you have a lawn and you live in a house, hosing it off outside is a great way, um, after you've left the bleach on there for a while, to disinfect the cage. If you live in an apartment, I definitely recommend if you can, can put that whole cage into your shower, into your tub, and really wash it out and, and use a scrub brush to really um, get rid of this, those surface particles that might be on there from whoever was in the cage before. Um, unfortunately, there are some illnesses that are really, really hard to get rid of. beak um, Beacon Feather Disease is a bad viral disease that um, occurs in birds and that is really a horrible disease that ultimately is fatal and it's very, very hard to disinfect. It can persist in an environment for a long period of time. So um, certainly if you know that a bird has passed away from citizen beak and feather and lived in um, that cage, it had that virus, you probably want to avoid uh, taking that cage into your home and exposing your bird to that disease because it might be impossible to thoroughly disinfect that cage. Um, Most cages however are really okay and you can disinfect them if you do it the right way before you put your bird in Just make sure that if you use bleach to clean out your cage That you thoroughly thoroughly wash it out that there's no residue left for your bird to be exposed to So those are things to consider if you're getting a used cage and and it is nice if you can get some kind of Guarantee from whoever you're purchasing that cage from that, you know, if it doesn't work out Maybe you can return it. You can't always do that, but it is a nice thing to ask. Um, where should you get a cage if you're not getting a, a used cage if you are getting a new cage well obviously we all shop on the internet so that might be a good first place to start to sort of screen cages look at what you know look uh, around for what you're looking for do you you know what size do you want um, how big do you want it do you want to stand do you not want to stand um, sometimes cages have play tops which means they open on the top as well as on the side and they have perches and they have little play gyms on top and many many birds love that. So if you do have a setup where it's safe for your bird to be out on top of the cage and you think your bird would enjoy that, having a playtop can be a really terrific place for a bird to learn to entertain himself, to stay while you're in the room um, doing other things, um, and as long as you don't have other pets that potentially could get to that playtop if your bird is out it can be another place that your bird can just learn to perch and learn to be comfortable, uh, eat, play with toys, a nice feature of a cage if you have that kind of setup uh, in your home and, it, and it's safe for your bird. Um, Other things to consider are things that can go in the cage. What should go in a bird's cage? Well obviously a bird needs perches Um, and one mistake I think a lot of bird owners make is getting all the same kind of perches in a cage, meaning made out of the same material. For example, all wood perches, dowel perches, um, of all the same diameter. It's not that wood is bad, wood is great, and birds will chew these perches and you have to replace them. Obviously, if you have a large parrot, sometimes wooden perches don't last very long at all. But um, it's like wearing the same pair of shoes every day. You really do want to have different diameter perches so that your bird is not putting pressure on the same surface area on the bottom of its foot um, every single day. So using uh, perches of different diameter diameter, or even different material, having some Uh, perches that are made out of wood, some perches that are made out of braided rope. I I love braided rope perches. I think they're great for birds to grab onto. They're not abrasive or painful to the bottom of the feet. Um, But using dowels of different um, diameters is great. Even if they're made of wood, that's great. Some people do like those concrete sort of rougher perches. Um, Some people claim that it helps keep their bird's nails worn down. That's wonderful. As long as they're not too abrasive on the bird's feet, I don't generally recommend those types of perches for very heavy birds. Um, some of the bigger birds like bigger, older Amazons who tend to be a little chunky can get some uh, sores or ulcers on the bottom of their feet if they're putting a lot of pressure on those perches from their weight uh, on some of those concrete perches. So just just be careful. If you do have a concrete perch in your bird's cage, maybe don't make it the one perch that the bird sits on all the time. Like Don't put it directly in front of the food bowl all the time. Um, Because that will mean that he's standing on it for, you know, a lot of the time and it might ultimately cause problems to the bottom of his feet. So getting different diameter perches made out of different material and spreading them around the cage so that they face different directions and they're at different heights. This encourages a bird to move around and climb and get some exercise, even if he's in the cage for uh, many hours of the day. Um, Birds like to move between perches too, so setting them up in such a way that a bird can reach from one perch to the next to pull himself up um, using his beak or his feet, making it so that he can get around to all corners of the cage with the, the perch set up sometimes that takes a little creativity um, and a little trial and error but certainly you know arranging those perches so that there are perches in front of a food bowl or the food bowls in front of the water bowl um, one that maybe makes it accessible if the bird has a swing and many birds love swings I know I have a kayak at home who literally sits on his swing all day long he sleeps on his swing he watches tv from his swing um, and it's his favorite perch so Um, you know, setting it up and and having the right perches, the right swings, those are are great things for birds to be able to sit on and feel comfortable. You know, think of that stuff in his cage as his furniture, just the same way you like to have a comfy couch, comfy chair, a bed that's comfortable for you to sleep on. Your bird's perches are his cage furniture, so you want to make, you know, that furniture as comfortable and as attractive um, as possible other things to think about inside the cage obviously are food bowls Um, and I do recommend having more than one food bowl if you have multiple birds in a cage you need multiple food stations so that your birds are not all competing to get at that food bowl at the same time but even if you have one bird in a cage you should have multiple food bowls Um, ideally if you're feeding my favorite a pelleted uh, diet you should have a one bowl for pellets that you refresh you don't want to leave the pellets sitting there forever you can certainly refresh them each day and um, you know top them off if birds still have pellets in the bottom that they haven't eaten from the day before but you should be you know cleaning out that pellet bowl and giving the bird fresh pellets every day. Um, I also in my bird's cage have a fresh food bowl that's where I put vegetables or fruit um, you know in a limited amount as I always say I like to have about 70% pellets and about 30% other stuff including vegetables and fruit Um, and that's a bowl that I clean out every day without fail. I I don't leave those vegetables and fruits sitting in there for more than a few hours because they can become rancid and we don't want our birds to get sick from food sitting around their cage too long. Um, I have a treat bowl for my birds as well and that's where I put you know their favorite things whatever it is your bird likes whether it's a little bit of seed or something else Um, that's the bowl that I kind of leave in for a little bit and refresh and put a small amount of whatever their favorite treat is in there. Um, And then there's obviously a water bowl that I change every day, and I'm I'm sure to scrub out each day and and get it rid of any kind of film that will develop in there. And so I have at least four bowls in my bird's cage. Um, If you do have multiple birds in a cage, you do need to have multiple bowls so that those birds are not fighting over their resources. Um, Bowls should be very easy to clean. I do love stainless steel bowls because you can scrub them out. They don't chip. They don't crack. Um, You can put them in the dishwasher. Uh, Some people prefer uh, ceramic bowls and many cages do come with bowls that fit into uh, holders in the cage and many times they're ceramic and that's fine. Um, Ceramic bowls are perfectly fine as long as they're not cracked or chipped the same way we really should not be eating off cracked or chipped bowls or plates because bacteria can get into those cracks and chips. Um, That same thing holds true for our birds. So if you do notice that your uh, bird's uh, dishes are cracked or chipped if they're ceramic you should replace them. And make sure that you thoroughly clean them out every single day and I do run mine through the dishwasher you know I treat my birds um, plates and bowls just as I treat my own I want to make sure they're clean so that you know they don't get sick in any way there's no food debris or bacteria or anything accumulating in those little crevices in the bowls so um, at a minimum you need bowls and perches and obviously it's nice to have toys for your bird Um, different birds require different kinds of toys Uh, you know some bigger birds chew through things in a minute. My cockatoo will chew on wood and his wooden toys are gone in 10 minutes so I have to replace them very often. Um, I talk about my pionis all the time. I have an older pionis who loves his toys the way they are in his cage, things that hang um, that he plays with but again he doesn't chew them up and they're the same toys hanging there forever and ever. He just likes them the way they are. So depending upon what type of bird you have, some birds need to chew and other birds just like to um, have their... things to hang on in their cage, or to touch, or to be near. Um, and that's a whole topic unto itself, but picking your bird's favorite toys, hanging them up on the cage um, in a safe way. A lot of times, you know, there are stainless steel clips that hang those toys down. You gotta make sure that they're not so big that your bird um, is gonna get his head or feet stuck in those clips, in those little circular clips. Um, so just make sure you get the appropriate size toys for your bird in his cage, meant for the size bird that you have. Um, so that they don't get into trouble and try to avoid things that have little threads or strings on them. We often will give nesting material to finches and canaries, but um, a lot of that is sort of cotton, thready type bedding. And I don't love that because it gets around, it gets caught around um, ankles and toes and can cut off circulation. So um, I, I would avoid that. Some people do ask about those little huts and teepees and tents for birds to sleep in. They're fine um, as long as they don't have um, any kind of problems with reproductive behavior. Those things sort of mimic nests and if you're trying to dissuade from your birds, say you have a cockatiel who is crazy as an egg-later and, and lays eggs all the time, um, and you're trying to dissuade that, if they're particularly if they have any kind of egg-laying problem like they've been egg-bound before, then I would avoid those because that encourages nests. Um, and encourages reproductive behavior. And the other thing you want to be sure is that um, there is a safe grate on the bottom for droppings to fall away from your bird um, into sort of a tray beneath the grate so that your bird isn't walking through the droppings on the bottom or, or food that drops down. And I am a big fan of just using a piece of plain newspaper in the bottom of the cage or butcher paper that's white if you want something a little more attractive. I don't like corn cob bedding or any of the other particulate kind of matter bedding because I think corn cob, in particular, when it gets wet, can... Can promote uh, mold development and fungus from developing and that exposes your bird to mold spores that can lead to very bad disease so I would avoid that Um, and you don't really need fancy bedding your bird doesn't really come in contact with it Um, ideally it should be away from your bird and something that's inexpensive for you to just throw away and change every single day Um, You do want to make sure the cage is something that you can clean thoroughly. Um, At least once a week, really clean it out completely, scrub down the bars, and every day change that paper in the bottom. Um, There are some stores that you can buy online from. Um, I do encourage you, though, if you are able to go actually see and touch and examine the cage rather than just buying it online, I would definitely recommend that because cages aren't always what you think they are um, if you see a picture online. And particularly if you're buying a used cage, if you can go see it first, um, it's a lot less risky. So um, I hope this has given you kind of an outline of what you need to think about and look for when you purchase a bird cage. Um, Just remember that the cage is one of the most important things you can make sure is safe for your bird before you take that bird home or um, get that bird set up in your house. And realize that if you do have a new cage for your bird, who you've had for a while, it may take some time to adjust to that new cage. So don't get rid of the old cage too fast. Give your bird a chance to acclimate inside that new cage. Um, and maybe feed him some treats for us so he can get in there and get used to it for a while. Um, just remember that um, I, throughout these episodes, when you're listening to Nation, if you have specific questions, whether it's about a cage or anything else, make sure to follow our Supreme Facebook page where we'll have posts before every show so you can ask questions for me to answer on the show. You'll also see some sneak peeks there to episodes you may have missed. And if you have more specific questions, you can contact us at 1-800-345-4767 or at customercare at Zupreme.com. This is Dr. Laurie Hess, and thank you so much today for listening to Zoo Nation.
0: Thank you for listening today. Dr. Lori Hess is a leading exotic animal veterinarian with a busy veterinary practice in Bedford Hills, New York. If you need more information on any Zoo product or have questions for Dr. Lori, go to our website at www.zupreme.com where you can contact us.